Hello everyone, I'm Robin Hattersley from Campus Safety Magazine and welcome to How HVAC Can Keep Students, Staff, Patients, and Visitors Healthy. The coronavirus pandemic has highlighted the need for schools, universities, and hospitals to take a close look at their indoor air quality and ventilation systems. In this interview that I conducted in November 2020, Tyler Smith, who is Johnson Controls Specialty Products General Manager, talks about how campuses can slow the spread of COVID-19 with ventilation, filtration, disinfection, and isolation solutions. Although this interview primarily focuses on reducing the spread of the coronavirus, the concepts covered in this interview with Tyler will apply after the pandemic is over. So I encourage you to check out the tips covered in this interview because they will apply, they will be applicable for years to come. Now, my first question to Tyler was, what are the latest studies you've come across about indoor air quality and air circulation as it relates to the spread of COVID-19? Well, the most recent development there has been uh, the CDC really reaffirming the position that many of us had taken weeks or months ago that COVID-19 is airborne. And that really changes the conversation on what role a building's HVAC and building automation system can play in the spread, uh, helping curb the spread rather of, of COVID-19 within a building. Um, you know, outside of that, we're seeing uh, almost daily, definitely weekly, reaffirmed guidance uh, from the likes of the WHO and ASHRAE uh, on uh, the role that, that the HVAC system plays, and then really what we as manufacturers and installers and building automation system professionals can do to run clean, healthy buildings. What are some of the air circulation and air quality issues that are often experienced by K-12 campuses and school districts? Yeah, I think the, the biggest challenge with K-12 uh, initially was time. Uh, we, back in the summer, knew that there was this compelling event on the horizon that kids needed to go back to school. And at the time, we were trying to pull every lever possible alongside our K-12 um, customers to ensure that those schools and, and the, the plans around kids coming back or kids being virtual uh, were as safe as, as possible. Um, as we fast forward to today, um, those plans are in motion. Many kids are in school, uh, and our focus has now turned to what measures we can implement to help boost the capabilities of the mechanical systems that they have in place. So simple things such as making sure that proper ventilation rates are in place with mechanical equipment, uh, filtration measures are in place, up upgrades of, of filters. MERV 13 tends to be the most common uh, recommendation that we make. But I think most importantly these days is our focus on what we call in-zone measures. An in-zone measure is something like an air scrubber that exists within a space, can be moved from space to space, and helps augment, supplement the clean air delivery capabilities of any given mechanical system. A12 schools tend to look to measures like that because they can be uh, qu quicker to get to the site, they can be more cost-effective, and they're portable. And that's, that's really where we're focusing our time as we help our K-12 customers continue to operate safe buildings. How do those challenges differ from those experienced by colleges and universities? Yeah, the primary difference between a K-12 school and a higher education or other type of uh, trade school is 
the type of mechanical system that they have. Um, K-12 schools tend to have a, a specific type of system, um, maybe a DX packaged uh, system or some type of unit ventilator system. Uh, whereas college campuses, you know, large distributed campuses tend to have central plants and those central plants generate chilled water or hot water distributed to an air handler. Um, and the, the types of technology, uh, although um, they share some commonality, are different. And we need to have strategies that are diverse enough, flexible enough, such that they can be applied to any type of mechanical system that we run up against, whether it's a K-12 school or a university. What about hospitals and other types of healthcare facilities? Well, hospitals and healthcare facilities are unique in that the challenges of um, operating a safe, healthy space delivering clean air into a space are not unique within the healthcare community. Um, the Joint Commission, uh, other regulating bodies in, in the healthcare industry have established a minimum set of expectations for many years now. So things like proper air filtration, proper ventilation rates, proper isolation of patients, uh, whether it's COVID-19 or otherwise, have been in place for some time. So our focus in, in healthcare and in hospitals is in helping them be more flexible as they bring in more uh, patients that need to be isolated, not necessarily on the basics of what it takes to operate a healthy space. What types of air circulation and sanitizing systems do you recommend to slow, slow the spread of COVID-19? Yeah, we uh, bucket our solutions into four categories, ventilation, filtration, disinfection, and isolation. And there are several Johnson Control solutions that fall within each one of those buckets. And it's important that we look at those uh, as separate categories because there are a bunch of technologies out there um, that we can partner with our clients on. From things like uh, filtration, which I talked about a second ago, portable filtration devices as well, all the way through emerging technologies like bipolar ionization uh, or more established disinfection technologies like UVC uh, lighting. Um, we're finding new applications for those, uh, I would say, established technologies like UVC, such as moving UVC into a space. Um, an example is a, a pretty cool product that we have that is a, a lighting troffer that has an integral UVC light in it that moves the lighting into a safe space above the, the lighting fixture itself, draws air over it, sanitizes and filters the light, the uh, air rather, and then um, disperses it or, or provides it, supplies it back down into the space. Um, and then finally, isolation. This is all about making sure that infected patients are in a room in which air is being exhausted out properly so that it doesn't spread under doorways and into common areas. Um, we have a, a full suite of room pressure control products that help us uh, within that bucket of technologies. What do you recommend for older buildings? Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a really common challenge. Uh, and back to your question around K-12, we find that more often than not, if we're gonna find a, an older system, it, it, it's probably gonna be in a, a K-12 school. Uh, budgets may have been constrained so much over the years that they may have, have not been able to invest like a hospital or even some universities have been able to. So that's why it's so important that we have technologies that aren't specific to one type of mechanical system or another, because we may find that a school system has an air handler that's 50 years old and um, you know, simply we, we don't have the capital available to us or the, the school doesn't 
um, to make any more investments in that unit and that it would be too uh, cost prohibitive to replace that unit. So being able to move our, our partnership with that school down into the zone and focusing on things like portable air scrubbers or UV uh, HEPA lighting troppers is so critical to a K-12 school system because that's um, irrespective of the age of the mechanical system. And we find that in most cases, by focusing on in-zone, we're able to get them the clean air delivery rate that they need uh, to bring their uh, COVID-19 risk mitigation down to an acceptable level. What about campuses or buildings that have fairly new HVAC systems that just need to be tweaked to improve air circulation and quality? What approaches should they take? Yeah, that's a great question and, and really reinforces the value in an IAQ assessment through a partnership with Johnson Controls. Whether it's a K-12 school system that is uh, you know, has a 50-year-old mechanical system or a university uh, science building that was built two years ago, um, an IAQ assessment is going to tell us where we need to focus our efforts. You know, just because a building is new and it's got a new mechanical system doesn't mean that it has been maintained well uh, in the last couple of years. Doesn't mean that we have proper minimum uh, ASHRAE ventilation rates in that building. And it also doesn't mean that um, some of these newer emerging, emerging um, disinfection uh, and filtration technologies have been applied in those buildings. So taking each opportunity on a case-by-case -case basis, starting with an IAQ assessment, is going to help us build a tailored approach to um, you know, helping that client operate a clean, safe building regardless of age. Do you recommend any strategies a school, hospital, or college should adopt so they select the right system? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, in, in addition to the one I just described, the output of that IAQ assessment is going to be the input into a uh, tool that we have developed internally at Johnson Controls uh, that spits out a series of recommendations. So we, we take the output of the IAQ assessment, we fold in things like um, you know, ge geographic, uh, the, the geography in which the, the school or the, the building is located, um, you know, the, the, the goals of the customer as far as transmission rates, where they wanna go, where they are today, all goes into a really cool tool that Johnson Controls has developed with science backing it up. Uh, and then we take that and build a tailored approach, uh, pull together a, a proposal, sit down with our, our clients and um, talk about what solutions we can implement to help them get their transmission rates down to an acceptable level. What would you recommend for campuses, as, campuses that can't just open their doors because they experience poor outdoor air quality or are in areas that experience temperature extremes? It's important to note, and we, we stress this when we talk to our clients, especially those in affected areas like the ones you mentioned, that clean air doesn't necessarily mean outdoor air. Clean air is a function of outdoor air plus filtered air plus disinfected air. And in those areas where air quality is poor, outdoor air quality is poor, we have other levers that we can pull. That just means that the minimum ventilation rates that are prescribed by ASHRAE may not be achievable for that client. Uh, we then move on to the next in a series of, of options that we have. We'll invest more heavily in filtration. We'll invest more heavily in disinfection technologies so that we can still get that clean air delivery rate that we, we know we need to get their um, uh, transmission uh, risk down to an acceptable level without being able to you know, in the case of wildfires, pull in more outdoor air simply because it's not clean.
No, no, I, I think that, uh, you know, this was a very good uh, range of relevant questions. Um, there's a lot of information, a little bit of mis misinformation that's floating around right now. Our customers, us, our competitors, we've never found ourselves in this position before. And we feel at Johnson Controls like we've got a responsibility to leverage our capability, our people, our solutions to help society out. And yes, of course, we're in this to, to, to run a profitable business. But at, at the end of the day, we're, we're people, we're parents, we're fathers, we're husbands, we're moms, we're dads. And uh, we, we care about uh, our safety, our children's safety. And we're taking that responsibility uh, very seriously at Johnson Controls and really look forward to the opportunity to, to talk with you today um, about what um, our clients can, can expect out of a partnership with us.